Welcome to the Cryptid Files, where we explore folklore and the unknown. Today we are exploring the hauntings of a ranch in the Unida Basin of Utah. In this week's episode, No Crop Circles Here, The Mystery of the Skinwalker Ranch. Okay, so today we have a very special case for the Cryptid Files, because it's a very popular, well-known folklore slash paranormal type of story. Probably one of the most popular of all time. It's known as the Skinwalker Ranch. So this topic is special because it's one of the most explored modern American folklore stories of all time, but it's also one of the most, like, researched paranormal activity places. Like, it's really intense, so, like, scientists had to get involved, so you know, like, some stuff went down here. But yeah, it's very highly researched by, like, the paranormal activity type of people. <laughs> so much so that it continues to make its presence known today because they're actually making a TV show slash documentary thing about it on the History Channel, and it will just simply be called the Skinwalker Ranch. The story starts with the Sherman family. So it all began when the Sherman couple moved in to the Skinwalker Ranch, but it was not called the Skinwalker Ranch at the time, of course. But this was a, this was a duo of, consisting of Derry and Gwen Sherman. They purchased the ranch in 1994 for an extremely cheap price, actually. Well, not cheap, but it was only sold for 200000 Dollars and that type of property or a property that size was usually sold for a bit more than that. Um, so they got a deal, but it was bought off of Kenneth and Edith Myers, who the Shermans lived with at the time. They ended up living with them both on the ranch. Um, this ranch was this ranch was located in I say was, but it, it's still the Skinwalker Ranch is still a very active thing. It's still here, but it's located in Utah specifically Bollard, Utah, which is in the Unida Basin. This is a Native American reservation, actually, but the reservation is known for being supposedly cursed or haunted or something's off there because it's it's a known, like, thing there that skinwalkers walk, walk along that path. Um, it should also be mentioned that the Unida Basin has been known to have many UFO sightings. A lot actually reporting back to like the 1930s so this is a common thing that goes down here so yeah it's a pretty weird area but as you can assume the Sherman family didn't live there for long because of the stuff that kept going down they only lived there for about 12 months actually before they sold the ranch to a real estate agent from Vegas named Rob Bigelow and then they reported their findings to the news um I have a list here, actually, of some of, like, the weird stuff that went down. Hold on. According to them, they saw many strange occurrences, such as extremely large creatures that were impossibly strong, as they say, or UFO sightings and flashing lights, just, you know, the usual stuff that shouldn't be going down. Um, they endured strange encounters, such as, like, crop circles or their own cattle being eating. That, that was, like, a big problem at the Skinwalker Ranch, actually. A lot of cow mutilations went down. Um, but it was like weird. It was, you could tell it was eaten by a creature that they like couldn't, ident couldn't identify or the cows would just be like moved to random places that they shouldn't be in like moments, like a, like a moment's notice. The cows were just like missing or like in a completely different place, you know? Um, and they claimed there was a lot of like strange magnetic wavelengths and random spots that would just completely like disrupt the electronics. Um, that's pretty weird. Electronics don't just start glitching out because of, like, wavelengths, you know. So, obviously, some something was off. Um, 
but they ignored the events for like as long as they could as we as we all do don't you ignore your problems <laughs> but they couldn't ignore like this increasing sense of danger because of like the large animals that we previously mentioned and the UFO lights that only got closer and brighter as time went on. So they just ignored it until they couldn't anymore. Stuff just kept getting weirder. And finally in 1996 is when they decided to move out after reporting all the events that went down and reporting what all happened to them. Yeah. Afterwards, um, many journalists caught interest into the story, such as, uh, journalist George Knapp, which he also was a news anchor and talk show radio host. And this story caught his attention because he had a very personal interest in paranormal activity. And this is not the first time we'll hear about somebody with paranormal activity interest uh, coming into this, uh, this story. Um, biochemist Colm Keller actually came into the story as well. He's also a wealthy real estate agent. And he's also the leader of the uh, Skinwalker Ranch investigation. And those, both those people have uh, bizarre, crazy stories of what they've learned, what they researched over the, over the place. And they both have similar backgrounds and interest in this. So that's why they were like, that's why the story got, caught their eye, because they really liked paranormal activity. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about this? Do they seem interesting? So uh, George Knapp. He's actually best known for his coast-to-coast -coast, uh, AM radio show. But he's also really known for putting his uh, time into his personal interests, such as paranormal, as the paranormal activity. He began to work within this group, now defunct group, called the uh, National Institute of Discovery Science, or the NIDS, which was founded by businessman by a businessman in Las Vegas, Robert Bigelow. The NIDS was uh, charged scientifically studying unusual phenomena with scientists and funding. Uh, George Knapp and this is the George Knapp and Cole Keller. This is how they met or they know each other is because they worked both together in this group to help find the uh, the findings of Skinwalker Ranch. And oh so, yeah, didn't they like write a book together or something? Yeah, actually, both they actually don't write a book. Both their uh, like with their findings combined, they made a called a book. They made a book, sorry, titled "Hunter Hunt of the Hunt for the Skinwalkers: Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah." Despite the misleading title and the fact that the book has not shown any concrete evidence of the happenings at the ranch, it does provide a detailed account of, from the authors themselves regarding the investigation of the ranch. It also mentions similar and out there claims like the Shermans did. So there's like so we have multiple uh, findings like accounts of like this weird stuff happening. Multiple yeah, like, sources. Yeah, multiple you know, sources of the so like it's kind of hard not to believe that this actually existed. Yeah. So the book. Is the most comprehensive work that that was done on the Skinwalker Ranch project. This is thanks to obviously Colm and George for writing the book, in addition to the story itself compiled. And within the book, they compiled of snippets of events such as the the family encountering the the giant wolf that would not go down even after being shot multiple times by uh, powerful firearms. Yeah, like there like there was a wolf that came up to like the dad and the son and I don't know, maybe he was like trying to attack them or something, but the dad got like a shotgun and was like shooting the wolf and it just like wasn't going down. So that was that was pretty weird. That's a big powerful wolf. Yeah, right. Since George Knapp was doing critical work for the National Institute of Discovery Science and their investigation, including the book that he co-authored we have to talk about Colm Keheller, who was instrumental in the project, because he contributed so much by writing the majority of his book, 
Hunt for the Skinwalker, which was helped by George Knapp. Colme Kelheller is a biochemist who delved into studying any scientific or obscure anomalies. Colm worked with a private research institute for eight years, which was likely the National Institute of Discovery Science. And he used his skills uh, in uh, forensic science methodology to find any kind of answers within the scientific anomalies that he studied. He is probably most well known for being um, involved in those in the Skinwalker Ranch investigation. So NIDS and Colm didn't just work with the topic of aliens, but anomalies. And Colm even once stated in an interview, we don't study aliens, we study anomalies. They're the same thing in a lot of people's minds, but not in our minds. And since Colm and George Knapp, they all worked together in the same project, the one who led them was Robert Bigelow. And Robert Bigelow um, was that American businessman that bought the whole ranch. He started the entire the entire project. So basically, he used his wealth to provide financial support for investigations of parapsychological topics like UFOs, uh, the continuation of consciousness after death, like what happens after you die. Who knows? Robert Bigelow, he wasn't just interested in, in, in stuff like that, but he um, had his own dream to make his own aerospace company and make it possible to live on the moon. Robert um, heard about the Skinwalker Ranch event as it was getting fairly big around that time. And that was because of George Knapp, who was very well known, at least nationally. This was around the 1980s. Uh, he, he was getting to be a big figure, especially within like paranormal topics. So George Knapp's interviews with Bob Lazar regarding what Area 51 was and what exactly the government was doing within Area 51. So Bob Lazar's credibility with working in Area 51 and the evidence that he corroborated with his claims that is what made George Knapp to be nationally recognized within radio, TV, and, and within journalism. Because George Knapp investigated the Skinwalker Ranch, that's what got Robert Bigelow to take notice of it. And he decided he would buy that property off of the Shermans. It was at this point, though, that Rob was already working with Colm Kehlheller because Colm was working with uh, the National Institute of Discovery Science for like eight years at this point. And it was in 1996 where Bigelow bought Skinwalker Ranch, which is a 480-acre cattle ranch located in Utah that some would believe is the site of an interdimensional doorway used by alien shapeshifters. Robert Bigelow created the Institute of Discovery Science. He created NIDS, and he led the, the whole Skinwalker Ranch project the, the the entire documentation of what would happen within that property. And he would employ scientists like Colm and use basically the latest cutting-edge equipment. This man was a millionaire. He could dump basically whatever he wanted into this project, and it would work. And 
<clears throat> something interesting that Bigelow did was that even though he himself and members of some of his team were interested in parapsychological uh, stuff, they were interested in paranormal stuff, anybody who was directly involved in the National Institute of Discovery Science were specifically employed to be as objective as possible. Like, he would not employ scientists who believed in those things because he wanted things to be as scientific as they could possibly be. And so Robert, he took advantage of the Shermans wanting to leave their ranch. They wanted to leave so badly that Bigelow and his entire research team, the NITS, they were able to buy uh, that property for, I, I believe, $200,000. So Bigelow managed to, you know, he bought the property. He set up surveillance around the entire acreage of that ranch, round the clock. And it was basically on, on the same level as like government surveillance. Again, cutting-edge technology at the time for 1996. He basically told the NIDS, you know, keep a constant eye, 24, I want eyes 24-7 on this ranch. He got scientists and all kinds of people all over his project. It's basically, it, it looks like the CIA is in on it. So, George, because of the fact that George Knapp, put his attention on that ranch big low was planning to work with george knapp because he knew that it would gain a lot of public attention so if these three men who worked on the ranch investigation if they're all driven individuals who have the exact same vested interest into the paranormal and the anomalous of course they want to make this as well known of, as possible of course they want to push this everywhere nationally so that it's so that they can prove what they believe. They were hoping that what they believe would be proven true with concrete evidence, with science and, and, and footage. It would mean like proving every, everything they believe to be right against like Everybody else's skepticism. That's why they were so personally invested into this project. So that is pretty much why George Knapp and Colm, they worked together to make that book. They wanted to push this book out here and, and make everybody know as much as possible about Skinwalker Ranch. So by the time that the ranch was bought off by the Shermans from 1994 to 1996. And from the time that the National Institute of Discovery Science began their work and the time between they finished their work, all of the events that happened between 1994 till the NIDS pulled out of the project were, were so bizarre and frankly insane. Everything that happened there sounds so impossible that when it was investigated, this became the most scientifically explored anomalous project of all time, the most uh, researched paranormal subject of all time. Unfortunately, though, nothing 
came about it, nothing could be concretely proven, especially within the book and anything, any footage or, or video that they managed to record. If anything from the Skinwalker Ranch is true, according to the Shermans and the authors of the book, Coleman George, that would change everything. Like, I think that it's insane if they were like unknowable near eldritch creatures like existing in like the Uintah Basin. Like, imagine that you're just in this ranch and now all of a sudden there's these creatures who are disturbing your sleep, tapping on your windows, and now there's blue orbs everywhere. All your cattle are dead. But, um, before we get into the occurrences, I, I thought it would be great to reference the blog that uh, we made for the Cryptid Files. And this blog contains uh, this podcast episode and so, so much more. So uh, this blog itself, it uh, it just has a short overview on what exactly Skinwalker Ranch is. Uh, it's a lot more digestible format. And uh, it'll tell you who are the people who are most involved in that project. But um, if you're still here... Everybody already knows who they are, but it's still a good resource for everybody to check out. And in that blog, we included some evidence to go along with it. And it was honestly, it was really difficult to gather some of that. But funnily enough, that the new television series that we mentioned before, that being Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel, that actually served as a really good indicator of what was going on there. So far in that TV show, they managed to experience dangerous levels of radiation in some spots. They managed to capture some some UFOs flying across the sky. And um, the thing is, is that it's so hard to get evidence for Skinwalker Ranch. It's because that's an investigation that's literally still going on like to this day. I'm hoping that the History Channel won't lie too much. That they won't try to dramatize anything. It's already pretty dramatic enough. This is like some weird, some really crazy stuff went down in, at this ranch. I mean, like, they're going to depict it as accurately as possible, I hope. I really hope so, too, because, like, I, I don't like when, when TV starts, like, making fake stuff dramatic. Like when stuff. they, yeah, when they base it off of stuff, but it's, like, not accurate, but I don't know. Story. This story is already pretty crazy enough. I don't think they it have is. a need to make up anything. On there screen. was a movie made about this, too, but it, like, it sucks because they turned it into a horror movie and they literally... It's already a horror movie. What do you mean? <laughs> the whole story is a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, it's already, like, scary. Because, like, I swear to God, like, it's just awful what they have to experience. We're, we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. What exactly all the Shermans went through. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't like movies like based on like stories like that because they tend to mess it up. Like Annabelle is nothing like the actual Annabelle, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really hoping that they're professional with that TV show. Like just like the National Institute was. Um, maybe uh, it, it'll reveal more maybe they'll put this investigation to rest and we'll actually, you know, we'll get some closure with this stuff. But uh, now it's, it's definitely time to get on to those like insane stories that the Shermans and, and Keller and Coleman were talking about. And uh, what I want to get into first is that is the first day that the Shermans lived on the ranch. So when they moved in, they noticed that all the windows had massive latches on them, like just meant for locking them. They noticed that every door was big and heavy. All the doors had multiple locks and deadbolts on them. 
like that's pretty suspect as the first property that you'd get. What do you think? Oh yeah, I mean, like if you move into a new place and there's a bunch of like signs of, I don't know, the distress on <laughs> like, like doors. They want to keep something out. They yeah. want to keep something out or yeah. in. I'd be like, this is a trap house. Oh, like, why would you buy it? Yeah. Unless you want. Unless to they're about it. that life. Unless they're like yeah. Robert Bigelow and they want to like catch some paranormal. They just want to live that life. It's you know, pretty. Some daredevils. I mean. That's pretty bold. <laughs> so these Shermans, they walked around like the whole property. They're still checking things out. They found out that the fences were like way too secure for like what they were. Like these chain, there's these fences, that entrances, you know how they got the swinging doors? Mm -hmm. Those were wrapped around with like heavy, heavy, heavy chains. And they were yeah, like- Yeah, that's concerning. Like, right? That's down? so weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they put these massive padlocks over them, like just huge. These like yeah. five pound padlocks, it was insane. So clearly whatever they were trying to keep out was powerful. Exactly. Yeah. So they opened those. They managed to get those open. And they found out that there was these gigantic iron stakes, like, stuck into the ground. So that's, like, some vampire type that's stuff. Even, I don't know. That's weird. even weirder. I don't even yeah. know what the heck is going on there. But um, on those chains, there's, like, sorry, on those stakes, there's the same chain attached to them. Also weird. So... What I think is that the Shermans must have thought that, like, okay, the previous owners are living in, like, this cursed Skinwalker Basin area with UFOs in it. Okay, yeah, we can rule that out. And I'm guessing maybe they still stayed in that property because they were probably thinking, okay. Wait, why did they rule that out? Well, I'm just rationalizing. Maybe things are kind of weird in this area. Maybe just maybe you want some deadbolts in your ranch, I guess. Yeah, okay. Still well, kind of suspect, right? Well, yeah, because like before this, the the whole like that started even happening, the area was already known for having like weird stuff like UFO yeah. sightings, like dating back to like the, yeah. I don't know, back to old, like ancient Spain, I think is when it, right. or, or, yeah. I wouldn't go that crazy with the house, but I, you know, we'll lock in there or two. But um, they figure that uh, the previous owners, they had these like these giant powerful guard dogs or something. Maybe they had Tibetan Mastiffs or something like that. And um, so the I think like the last rationalization that they used was that maybe the previous owners, maybe they wanted all those doors and windows and fences to be like so hard to get through maybe they just really cared about their own property for maybe some reason just loners. Weird. who knows paranoid of everybody yeah just want to keep the whole world out they, they maybe they bought like some some prepper house or something mm -hmm. it's a whole bunker but um so terry sherman when they're trying to settle in the very first day that they see that that ranch being all weird they 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 see this giant wolf that's walking over the horizon. They don't know what it is yet, but um, this wolf was just absolutely massive. It was like three, maybe four times bigger than any. Yeah, yeah, it was just so massive. Like no wolf should ever be this size. No dog should be this size ever. And um, so what this wolf did, it came up to the family members. It sat like just smack dab right in front of them, not doing anything. It um, didn't approach them. It didn't show any kind of aggression. It was just... See, even that's weird. Like a, right. wild, a wild wolf not like doing anything. Exactly. But... That's so strange to me. Is that it did nothing. 
and it mm-hmm. would be afraid of just this whole family sitting yeah staring like it at was them. way too comfortable around them even if know? it's like huge how it didn't run away is like insane to me mm-hmm. but um what um this wolf did he went up to the fence there were some cows there and he went in between the bars and he got a hold of a cow he grabbed it by the head he was trying to eat it trying to kill it this massive wolf could do that he had powerful jaws like that so what terry was like okay give me my gun everybody's panicking so the reason why they're panicking so much is because these people are ranchers the the cattle is like their lifeblood like if they don't have cattle they don't have money they don't have food Mm -hmm. so they needed to like defend their own property and uh so they went ahead, they they got their gun. Terry Sherman, he shot this giant wolf to like zero reaction. For some reason, this wolf was just absolutely tanking it. Yeah, but he didn't even shoot it one time. Like he shot it multiple He shot times it, and it so, so many times. It would not even die, dude. And Well, it's not even that it wouldn't die. It just wasn't yeah, being affected by the wolf at all. Nothing was happening. Yeah. By this point, the wolf was just already ate the whole head of the cow. And... They, this wolf got completely riddled with bullets and Terry Sherman said that half of the, half of its head was missing and it just walked away. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too much for me. I would have already left by that point. Yeah. And, um, something interesting to corroborate that with is that when they left and NIDS, sorry, NIDS was already like investigating on March 12, 1997, they spotted a large humanoid creature spying on them from 20 feet off of the ground. These huge eyes just staring off of them. Is that one of the, the skinwalkers that everybody in that area talks about? Who knows? It Sounds it like that. Could be a skinwalker or something, some other cryptid. The next morning, they found like these weird footprints around the ranch and they could not identify what these were. So another thing is that the Shermans themselves, they reported that there was these weird humanoid creatures that were like roaming around the vicinity and like they were saying that they're just tall and featureless. And what I think is scary is that these things would visit the Shermans every night by tapping on the windows. Wait, I didn't even know about that. Hold on. They really did that? Yeah. So like apparently like they kept on seeing these weird black creatures that they come out of portals yeah i heard about the portals thing because right, i remember right. the the scientists that went over there to study claimed that they saw like a portal open and they saw something like, walk out of it yeah so like they would they would just come out of these portals visit them at night and they start tapping and scratching at the windows that, that would do it for me i would immediately i don't know how they stayed there i don't know how they, they i don't window. know how you stay there for like 12 months with that yeah. happening to you but like I don't know, I just found it weird that there was those prints that, like, the images discovered something. Like, maybe those were the prints that, like, the pictures made something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, the weird thing about those footprints is that they're, they're, they were like a raptors, you know, just all over this property. Another thing is that, like, they had so many problems with their cattle, like, sometimes they would just straight up disappear for some reason or right they, like they would be or they said that they would like move like they would suddenly be in different spots yeah like, in a couple seconds. yeah i don't know how that happens but like 
there was one where like there were two bulls in like the same stable and they were just in a trance and that's literally impossible because these bulls would have killed each other if that was like if they were just like not hypnotized by something so weird. i don't know like they're just cows that are being eaten and like ones that were like surgically mutilated this is like the scariest one for me because this could be literally anybody this could be like a human being some yes you know the fact that the, the cows are mutilated in such a like perfect way like with like tools that's weird it's so creepy to me yeah and before we leave today i would just like to thank our sponsors honey Honey is a free browser extension that searches for some of the best deals on the internet. One click and Honey automatically searches for and tests available coupon codes at checkout on over 30,000 popular sites. If we find a working code, we then apply the one with the biggest savings to your cart like magic. Honey can even search for better prices on Amazon. Who knew? Well, we did. And now so do you. Thanks to Honey Gold, you can earn rewards just for shopping on participating sites, even if there isn't a coupon code available. We're always adding new stores and features, so stay tuned. Honey has actually made, helped me save money on my Charmin Ultra Strong toilet paper. Thank you, Honey. Thank you, Honey. Thank you for checking out this week's episode of The Cryptid Files. Be sure to tune in next week as we talk about the story of the Catman with guest star Joe Rogan joining us. Thank you.